0: hello everyone and welcome to our first episode of first rounders no this is not a sports party podcast but we are doing our best to be your first pick um yeah so my name is amanda geist and i'm here with my co-host hello
1: i'm lena hirschman <laughs> how is everyone doing tonight in quarantine oh, so i'm doing so great especially because the world is falling apart but that's fine um Yeah, so
0: to give you a little bit of background, um, we're going to give you the standard BU introduction. Um, So my name is Amanda Geist. I'm an incoming junior at BU studying political
1: science. I'm from Long Island, New York. And I'm Leah Hirschman. I'm an incoming sophomore. I'm an advertising major, and I am from Princeton, New Jersey. So we started this podcast kind of on a whim. We're not going to give you guys too in-depth of an introduction, but... We wanted to start this podcast to talk about our interests, our likes, our dislikes, experiences in in the world, and very timely uh, situations and things that are going on that we think would need to be talked about. So we don't want to lecture you guys or preach to you. We want this to kind of be like a conversation between us, something that you guys can really um connect with and use for your benefit. We want to make a positive change in the world, talk to people our age who are interested in these sorts of topics and also educate people who might not know as much as they should. Mhm.
0: Yeah, and like since we have this medium of communication, like, you know, Leah and I both want to use it to promote change, you know, promote activism and try and do good and make a difference. So, you know, what better way to start by talking about systemic racism in this country and all over the world especially because what's going on in the world right now it's super timely
1: yes so um as a student in the college of communication um, i'm repping some of their their calm merch right now um oh my god i was told how important <laughs> it is to get content out as soon as possible and at the right time because that establishes credibility yeah. and you know we okay we might not know what we're talking about all the time but we want to try to sound like we know so <laughs> we're gonna do our best we'll do our best to give you guys content that is important and relevant and just good to share to the world
0: yeah absolutely um, so this week, Leah and I both attended protests in our hometowns, and we had, I mean, I had a really good experience in mine, and I'm sure yours went well, too. We talked a bit about it earlier in the week, but
1: Leah, tell me about what it was like in Princeton, New Jersey, girl. Okay, so um, so <laughs> there was a lot of buzz around the protests online and on social media. I had never been to any sort of protest before, so this was totally new and especially during times where you know you're supposed to be stuck in your house it was a little bit difficult um deciding who i was going to go with what my involvement would be like so i told my mom about it and she wanted to go with me which i really liked and one of my sisters joined us as well we made a couple signs and we drove into town so my i live in a very liberal town people are very outspoken it's pretty diverse and we love that for us. And um, I went, it was a little bit awkward just because as a white person, I didn't really know how to conduct myself. I didn't know what the best tools to use my voice were. I mean, I was wearing a mask mm-hmm. and like I was trying to remain socially distant. But the, you know, there was a speaker. She I don't think she had a microphone or anything. So it was hard to hear her amongst the maybe 2000 people that were there so we kind of yeah. had to cr- like uh kind everyone had to squish toward the Princeton University gate like the protest mm. was right in front of the Princeton University Nassau Hall it was a beautiful day um so many people from all different backgrounds were there and it was about an hour and a half Great. and i mean i i guess i'll just give you like the whole rundown
0: so we yeah, yeah do it. so we
1: got there um there was a little bit of chanting a little bit of speaking and then Probably around halfway through, we kneeled down for almost nine minutes to commemorate the life of George Floyd and the time that he was suffocated, pretty much, um, with a knee to his neck. Oh, my God. And that was a really powerful moment for me because everyone was doing the same thing. Everyone was sitting or kneeling, and it was like a very nice moment of solidarity where everyone was acting together and yes my knee did hurt a little bit but I was like this temporary pain means nothing compared to the you know the pain of his loss in the community and his family so overall it was a good experience and I'm glad I went and even though I don't know how much of a difference I made in the Princeton community I feel like it was a good step for me it was one of the first steps that I've taken to be politically active in my community And overall, oh, we love it. mm -hmm. And overall, it was rewarding, and I totally want to do something like that again. So that's awesome. Thank you for letting me share. That's awesome, dude. Amanda.
0: (laughs) Oh oh my God! Stop! I feel like we're showing telling kindergarten. It's your turn. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'll go. Um, so there was. Okay, so let me just give y'all the rundown because there's some backstory about what happens in my town. So I live on Merrick, Long Island. And we say oh, on Long Island, if you, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it's not grammatically correct, but that's how we operate here. Um, and actually, there was a protest in the beginning of the week. And it was a peaceful protest. You know, people were just walking down Merrick Road. But there was a protest protesting The anti-racist peaceful protest. So Mm -hmm. basically, all your, like, Trump supporters from Merrick and Long Island came out to protest a peaceful protest. And can I tell you, the news coverage this got, like, Snoop Dogg even made a comment. He was like, what? Like, it was, like, it was really bad. It was really embarrassing. And overnight, my town became the laughingstock of Long Island. So, I mean, look, like... I grew up here, like you know, being at least from my experience, like Long Island is not as progressive as you think it is, or at least like in my town it felt that way. Um, so I was disappointed, but I wasn't super shocked that there was a protest, you know, there, against the peaceful protest. It just, but it still just was awful. Um, so the a couple days later, you know word got around about what happened because it was all on the news and people were pissed off and fed up. So another protest was organized and thousands, like 4,000 people came out, you know, to su- you know support Black Lives Matter. And it was just so powerful, especially because like literally two days before there was a protest, protesting a protest. Like it was just ridiculous. So it was super empowering, super inspiring. And that's the one I attended. Um, and I took my mom with me and we, Get out of the car. We we drove to the train, our local train station. We get out of the car, and my sign said, you know, um, I know I'll never understand. However, I stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this woman, I got out of the car. I held my sign, and um, this black woman, she looked at it and she started bawling. She was like, like, like wow, like it touched her so much, Aww. and like thinking about it makes me just want to cry because it's like like this is real pain like people you know people are dying you know and it's just like real pain and I will never directly understand that pain but damn like I am I'm hurt like I'm hurt for you you know and I want to stand with you so that's kind of how it started it was very emotional from the Mm get-go you know and it was just thousands and thousands of people we walked through my town through my neighborhood you know we walked through the next the neighboring neighborhood and it was just so many people, like, and then they walked and they blocked off the parkway, and there's been protests since that day, which is just super, oh my god, like, just super empowering, especially, like, bringing my mom, too. She was, like, very, you know, she was, she, she enjoyed it so much. It was just such a good experience, you know, but change needs to happen, and this is what we have to do. We're taking it to mm-hmm. the streets, you know, and I was glad to be a part of it,
1: definitely. How do you think, um, growing up in a town that, doesn't always align with your political views has shaped you and your worldly experiences and the outlooks girl oh, oh it's been oh
0: oh okay so basically in my high school like i was pegged like that crazy liberal girl i mean you know i i didn't ugh. and let me tell you like sometimes it's difficult you know like at least in terms of you know i I don't know i feel like so many i was on top of so many people's shit lists just because of my political affiliation so um that it it, i guess it hurt a little bit but like did i care no am i you know am i gonna sacrifice or change what i believe in to conform a hell to the no Mm -hmm. you know um but Long Island, especially, like, where I grow up, is super segregated. Like, Merrick is my town. Per- overwhelmingly white. Like, I think it's 88%. Like, we yeah. looked it up the other night. And, like, Freeport, our neighboring town, is just so much more diverse. It's predominantly black and people of color who live there. And, like, the schools are super segregated. Like, housing, is, there's so much segregation on Long Island, literally. Like, so many of, like, the systemic racism that we're talking about is literally, like, if, on Long Island everywhere. So... It's nuts. It's really nuts. But um, yeah, growing up in it, I was super sheltered. You know, I was totally blinded by my privilege. But after I took a step out of Long Island, went to college, and kind of got educated on some stuff, like I learned a lot more and I felt so much more in tune with like justice, you know? Yeah.
1: But how is it for you in like your hometown? I think I'm really lucky to have grown up in a place where most people's political lines of view, uh, political views align with mine I was talking to my mom the other day um and I was like I'm so thankful that you and dad are not conservative and she was like Mm -hmm. well if we were you totally would have been as well and I know a lot of people um my high school combined with um a town from about 30 minutes away it's a little more in country, Farmville, New Jersey. Mm. So there's a lot of Republicans over there. And you can totally see the divide. I mean, it's just a different style of life over there, you know. They're, like, slinging back beers. And that's just not a thing, you know, people in my family, my close friends circle at home do. It's just a different way of living. And my parents moved to an area where they wanted to be they said one we wanted to move to an area with good schools two to an area that Mm. was very blue and three to an area with a good amount of jews so those were (laughs) i love it love that three things that i was left with for when i moved to uh another city but um (laughs) i'm glad that i grew up in a place where my views were always welcomed i mean i didn't really have different views from the majority but Princeton is a very wealthy area and I'm glad that Mm. people even though they have a lot of money they are still very passionate about causes you know they think about other people other than themselves for the most part. That's super important. So I think I was blessed to grow up here because you know there are people from all walks of life and I have friends from all different economic and um, racial backgrounds and I think that, I mean, would I have loved to see more diversity? Yes. But I think that was totally yeah. a push for me to attend BU. So, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I guess I'll get into a little bit about, about, like, my college experience. When I was touring schools, um, I'll just say the name of the school, I visited Quinnipiac. Everyone was white, mm-hmm. and everyone was, like, cookie cutter jock. And, yeah, that's Long Island. Yep. <laughs> when, as I'm white, I was uncomfortable to be there. I was, like, Where's the flavor? (laughs) And yeah, I was just like shocked at how stale everyone looked. I'm sure everyone was really nice, but like Mm. that's not a place where I would feel entirely comfortable in. When I stepped on the BU campus, I mean it's pretty much city. There's no grass. There's no not much of a campus feel. But I was like, this is where I feel comfortable. There's people who look different from me, people who look the same, and you know people who I would never talk to walk the streets, and I might have a class with them. So. i thought it was really eye-opening how i could be interacting with people from different countries different backgrounds whatever mm. and i could form a relationship with them and i felt like i was most at home there mm. so i'm very thankful for where i ended up there are a lot of issues with bu but i think for the most part they do a pretty good job at inclusivity yeah
0: yeah I don't know I have very like you know I have my opinions as well but well I uh, don't know let's hear though let's you know don't be shy okay um okay so for starters again like my town specifically is very white not of Long Island not everywhere on Long Island is but my town is so after I escaped that I went to UMass Amherst which is not that diverse but the classes I enrolled in Gave me a sense of education and I was attending, you know, lectures and events on campus that, you know, made me start to reflect and think. And also an employee at UMass was racially profiled and a racial hate crime was committed on campus. And, you know, one day I was just standing on campus, I guess, walking to a class and I saw this huge protest. And it was mostly um, people in the black community. And I just, I, of course, instinctively, you know, I whipped out my phone. And they're like, no recording unless you're with us. Like, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm with you. But at that time, I had no idea what happened on campus. Mm -hmm. So I just joined. And then, you know, we were walking. And then I, then they started explaining what happened. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is awful. And then I attended a town hall, which it was the first time you know I was one of the I mean at least in my experience like usually when I enter a room especially in my hometown or enter a classroom it's predominantly white people yeah. this was the first time where it was completely reversed and I was like the minority which which I needed that exposure I need more of that exposure honestly but it was at that town hall where I like got to see like the hurt and the pain I'm like oh my god I will never understand this but god like it's not right I'm here like I'm you know I want to be the best ally I can. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, that kind of, like, pushed me toward political science because, like, even though I'll never get it, I still want to advocate for you and I still want to change things, you know, and, and make a better world for people. So, toward BU, loved BU, loved the city, you know, love the campus. And I'm like, oh, my God, Martin Luther... And then, like, you know, all, like, the BU alumni, like Martin Luther King Jr., AOC, yada, 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 which BU you know, loves to talk about how Martin Luther King Jr. went there, and, like, loves to talk about the diversity, but in reality, only 4% of students at BU were black, so we need, I just feel like, you know, I mean, I mean, person. you know, I'm white, I'm white as hell, so I can't really speak on behalf of the black community, but I do feel like they need to be much more supported at BU. I feel like BU yeah. is so quick. You know, I, I love BU, but they really market Martin Luther King Jr., but You know, if you do that, you have to in turn support the black community at your university. So I think that that just needs to be done more. But, you know, we're pushing for change. I just attended a town hall with Umoja and um, a lot of the black community at BU. And I got to hear a lot, learn a lot. And, like, they're really pushing for change at BU. So we hope BU is receptive. They actually, like, there's a huge fundraiser they're doing. Mm -hmm. They raised over $100,000. We're asking BU to match that donation. So fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed, yeah. President Brown! That's yeah, what President Yeah. the BU Instagram today posted a photo of flowers. Just a photo of flowers yeah, with I saw some that. flower emojis. And yeah, so many like, huh? people commented, oh, you can post flo- photos of flowers, but, you know, you're not going to mention anything about how your student population raised $120,000. Hell like, yeah. I mean, it's not just, like, the money. It's the act of people coming together yes. and putting something toward a cause that's important mm. and if our school doesn't mm. even recognize it let alone match the donation if they don't recognize yeah. it that really speaks volumes about about how it's just like an institution so for you know getting revenue it's yeah it's a little yeah. sad they need they like
0: the, and I was actually um talking with like a couple people from that I go to school with yeah, um, this kid, Chris, who Leah knows, um, we've been trying to, like, lead a wellness initiative at BU. But we talked to this girl named Savannah about, and she's very involved about mental health and stuff. And we were talking about, you know, how there needs to be much more diversity and staffing, like, in mental health facilities at BU. Like, you need, you know, to, it's good to talk to somebody who looks like you, you know? like, And you, yeah. you have that, like, connection. And there needs to be seen more. And I mean, like for me, a huge part of what made me recognize my privilege so much so was being put in like real life educational experiences, like being in that classroom, right? Attending that town hall where like I was one of the only white people in that room getting to listen to differing perspectives and black voices like that's what you need. So we want like be you to you know kind of mandate some sort of educational requirement that we all get to sit and listen to the black community and listen to black voices you know like we I, we need more of that we need people I mean look like as a white person that really helped me so maybe it could help others you know I'm not saying like this is what indefinite and it will definitely work for everybody but it really helped me so I'm you know maybe it can help other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know but hopefully we can implement some education and you know for white people who need it, you know, yeah,
1: and I didn't even realize that there were these kind of classes available. Mm. I think it's totally important to learn like the history and the educational Absolutely. aspects of how things work, why things work, and why things are still set in place, you know, and why people are continuing to act like they act. I feel like yeah. from my experiences using so- social media and reading the news and talking to people, I've gained a lot of information, and especially now in the last so week or important. so mm. i've totally educated myself a lot more on the subject i'm not saying i'm an expert or anything i'm nowhere close yeah. to that but but it's good that you are you know yeah i'm i'm myself. actively trying to not uh under i mean yes i'm trying to understand the situation but i'm trying to you know understand the deep rooted uh reasons for why things are the way mm. that they are so i think if they do you know more publicity on this type of class, that type of class, this type of club, it's really going to yeah. speak to the students, especially, I mean, if one hundred mm. $120,000 $120, worth of money is donated, I think that totally shows that yeah. people are willing to change, people are willing to help out, and they want to get educated, and yeah. they're just not Absolutely. given the resources at the school to make those right. initiatives.
0: You know, it's crazy, like, it's so important that, like, people who are posting are also, like, trying to get educated, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: m- like me included, like, I'm, like, learning more and more every day because I want to learn more and I'm seeking out those resources. I feel like some people are just posting black squares because it's trending right now mm-hmm. and they're not, like, seeking out that, you know, um, like, seeking out, you know, information, which I think is crucial and I... I mean, I'm not generalizing here. This is just something I've noticed from people in my community. But most of the people that I know who are going into law enforcement didn't comment about George Floyd. They didn't comment about Black Lives Matter, but they commented about the cops being killed or the cops getting hurt. They commented about the looting, you know, which is so Mm -hmm. wrong to them, but they didn't comment about George Floyd and, like, things that have been happening injustices seen with black people i'm just like the cycle will like these are kids our age that are going into law enforcement i'm like will the cycle yeah. continue you know
1: i i think it's pe- just tough people are gonna keep the ideas that their parents taught them people are gonna most likely keep the ideas based on the mm. environments they grew up in but right i think our generation is really trying to make a change And we don't just care about ourselves. I think we care about our friends and our neighbors Mm, and the people who mean the most to us, even if we don't know them. So I'm not completely... I haven't completely lost hope in our generation because I think that we are really trying to make a change. And especially with our use of social media, because we're the generation that is sharing information online. And, you know, we're using Mm. Instagram and Snapchat and stuff like that. You know, not just Facebook, but... We're really yeah. able to share information quickly and get it out to the people who need to see it the most. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's honestly because of social media, like it's so quick and easy to learn about a petition or, you know, to learn about resources, which is it's, it's good. But you have to sometimes you have to seek them out. And it's important to recognize who is and who isn't. Um, but again, like, yeah, I mean, again, like you and I both are white as hell. Like we can't speak for right. the black community or any of their experiences, but we're trying to do what we can. Um, and we're trying to learn more and we're trying to get educated and we're trying to be good allies, mm-hmm. but we're not perfect. We're not experts, but we're here trying, which I think it's, it's good that we talked about this today. Yeah. Um, cause it's good to use our platform to discuss things like this. Super important.
1: And this situation isn't a one size fits all. You know, we're gonna mm. find the cure to racism. It's not gonna be solved overnight. <laughs> I mean, it's taken. Wouldn't that know, be cool? It's taken four hundred years to uh kind oh of really. God. Do you, you know? Draw into attention this to this issue. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Very sad. But Very
1: not cool. Yeah. As long I think the more we educate ourselves, the more we're signing petitions, emailing legislators, Demanding getting our voice. yeah, out. Yes, like. Taking speaking, into the street. speaking for what is right and what you know Voting the people to. we care about deserve. I think that's mm. what's gonna make the change, and that's what's gonna you know, hopefully bring us all a little closer together, and make people a little less racist. Yeah, hopefully we end
0: systemic racism. <laughs> Easier said than done because there's yeah. a lot to dismantle, but at least we're trying, you know. Yeah. Well, well uh, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up for today. <laughs> Um, i'm glad if you made it this far we love you um if you didn't it's okay we still love you but
1: <laughs> if you signed um, out after you. that if you signed <laughs> out after the first minute we still love you, you, you we understand yeah. <laughs> we you know, understand n- next week if this content didn't please you next week is gonna be you know oh it a better more It better I mean, you
0: on the wrong side of it That's yeah yeah
1: it's <laughs> but um thank you for coming along on our yes. little journey we're still we figuring this you. out together, yeah, and, um... Stay tuned I mean, for more content. Yes, yes. <laughs> we we're going to hopefully switch it up every week or so, have some new yeah. fresh content, but, I mean, based on timeliness, mm. you know, if this continues, we're, we're still going to talk about it. It's still relevant, oh, and, and, you know, yeah. in the news. Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah.
1: All right, well, thank you for watching. We love you. We love you. First <laughs> Rounders are signing off, and we hope you have a great rest of the day. Woo woo! Bye bye! <laughs> bye!